Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Live Your Personal Best. Today's conversation, we are joined by Janet talking all about changing your focus from intensity to enjoyment to joy to fun. And this isn't just in the gym and with workouts, even though we talk about that and how to actually find a class or a workout that will be fun for you. But we also talk about it in work with work-life balance and just in life in general. So I love this conversation. It was basically like talking to an older sister, giving me all the advice that I need just for day to day. And so I can't wait for you to listen to today's episode. Remember to hit subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Brand new episodes every Monday. Share with a friend, share with your roommate, share with everyone. And with that, Let's get started. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division One athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Janet. She's a self-proclaimed fun expert who started Gym Party, a fun virtual wellness program that helps everyday people find joy in fitness. I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Thank you for having me, Emily. Yes. Well, I'm excited to talk to someone who is the fun expert. And before, you know, talking about Gym Party, I'd love to hear more about your background in fitness and your own fitness journey. Yeah, you know, I always loved sports when I was growing up. You know, I played basketball in high school, track and field. Um, nothing like to write home about. It was just very much, you know, a hobbyist type of uh, environment. It wasn't like I was super competitive athletic, competitive athletic or anything like that. But I always loved sports. I was always tomboy. I've always been active in that way. And then, you know, when I really started getting into uh, fitness, and I don't, I feel like this is a very common story is when I got into college, and it was like, the freshman 15. <laughs> you know, So, um, you know, started to be started to go into the gym, and worked with a personal trainer and, and felt great. But, you know, at that time, it's always there's always this kind of structure of like losing a lot of weight and then you're plateauing and then you're binging and you're yo-yoing still a lot of that in my early 20s uh I started CrossFit um and I I got into that like hardcore big time and it was so much fun like it was just like really community driven and it became a huge part of my life and then so I was like well why don't I try just try coaching you know and then that led into okay 
why don't I try starting my own thing? Like, you know, so it's just like kind of steamrolled into this. Let's make it a part of a big part of my life. So I've kind of taken all my background with the like years and years of CrossFit and kind of created my own community and my own style when it comes to teaching and uh, working with other people. Yeah, I love that. I think that we've all gone through that freshman 15 stage. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then I think that a lot of former athletes also kind of like find their way into CrossFit. I know a lot of my old teammates have done that too. Right? What made you decide to like switch out of CrossFit? Still kind of my foundational thing that I do, you know, like I still take elements here and there. I just don't do it as hardcore as I did before, like spending four hours at the gym. And I saw a little bit of a flaw at that time in CrossFit in that although it said that it was for everybody it didn't really promote that in like its marketing and like the messaging was there and if you experience CrossFit in the right way then you would you know you would get that community dynamic but there does come a lot of like there is a lot of pressure I feel like in the dynamic of like I have to look this way or I have to do this thing to be good. Um, I have to get my handstand push up. I have to do ring muscle ups. And, and it's like people really celebrated like your first pull up and you're, you know, and so it, it, although all that is great and it's, it's awesome. Um, there are, there's like a huge population that like, they don't really necessarily need that, <laughs> you know, like it's just about movement. And I think CrossFit uh, messaging has gotten so much better. And I think they've really made an effort to try to kind of like, cause they're, at that time, like their uh, mascot was a puking clown, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, that's not that's really aggressive. <laughs> so um, I think since then, they've like tried to stay away from that and like, kind of rehash this messaging. But um, but I, I just felt like, well, you know, and then with the pandemic, I just felt like, okay, well, I, this is an opportunity for me to kind of do it my way. Yeah, I must have blocked out that that was their old logo of the puking man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, puking clown. It was just like this intense, like, you know, and like at the time it was so cool. Like, yeah, everything should be intense and it's awesome because, you know, it is really cool when you're able to push your body, um, you know, as an athlete, like push your body to these limits and do these things that, you know, that you never thought you could do. But there also, I feel like there should be a balance of that. Yeah. So now, you know, your focus with fitness is on joy and movement and having fun. How do you kind of start to find the joy in fitness? Yeah, I try to make it as approachable and real as possible. So how I do it is I, when I coach class, I talk about real life situations. Like I don't always like it's the focus is the workout, obviously, but I really try to get to know each person and like talk about their kids, talk about what they're watching, um, what they're binging on Netflix, you know, like, so in, it humanizes me as a trainer facade of like this intense trainer is actually a human being. And she actually likes real things. She eats donuts. Like she's like a real person. And so I think that, all automatically just takes the layer of the resistance out of from the client and then from there they'll open up a little bit more and once they open up then you know I, I got them I, I've real I've reeled them in <laughs> so I've just tried to make it super fun and talk about like things that don't have to do with fitness and then once the workout starts everyone's like Oh my God, that was such a great workout, but they also had a really good time, you know? So, so just kind of miyagi them into this, like, 
oh, like, like I distracted them from the actual workout, you know, like they were moving, but they actually had a good time because we got to know each other. We talked about different things. And so it, it makes it so much more fun and dynamic. Yeah, no, I love that. And especially when you mentioned too of like, you know, you're more than just like the fitness or personal trainer, because I feel like now with fitness influencers, like, you know, you see the Peloton instructors and you see the SoulCycle instructors like on social media and stuff. And it's almost like there's like a, a barrier there. You know, it's like, oh, he, there's like the perfect trainer. And then I'm just like, not like them. I just take the class, like something like that. Yeah, totally. And uh, like, personally, that's something that I struggle with as a trainer as well. It's because I don't look like that. You know, I don't have a six pack and I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, and like, that's great too. Like if people are moving on the Peloton, that's awesome as well. But yeah, there is, that is something that I am constantly having to fight. Uh, like it's an uphill battle for me to kind of um, sell my programs because I am not that like sexy Peloton instructor or the, or the program itself is, does not promote itself to be like that type of uh, marketing and, and, uh, and program. So it just, it's a little bit hard on the marketing side for me to be like, no, like, we're just really like, we're just normal people just trying to get a good workout, having a good time. And like, and it's like, okay, that like, I don't think people are like, automatically attracted to that. Like they're attracted to like, you know, the, the hot guys and girls on the, <laughs> on the marketing stuff, you know, but so it's, a, it's a, definitely a constant uphill battle for me to kind of fight those influencers. Yeah. Well, something that I heard you say on another podcast that like really stuck out to me too, was you said like your classes are fun because you and the instructors are fun. And I think that's so interesting because you would think like with different friends, right? You think of your friend group, you have the fun friends, you have the friends you'd go to for advice, like there's different aspects for everyone. And so it's like almost if you want to have a fun workout and you want to enjoy it more, find a fun instructor. Right, exactly. Exactly. You would bring your fun friend to the class, right? Like if you're like, oh my God, I found this class, you need to join me. It's going to be so much fun, right? Like, so if the instructor is fun, then you're going to want to come back. Oh, yeah. No, I loved it because it's like, you know, something like CrossFit, you said how it used to be really intense. And, you know, if that's the type of workout you want and you go in with that expectation, then you're going to enjoy it a lot. But I think that now we're getting used to there's a ton of different types of ways to work out. There's a lot of different motivations. There's a lot of different outcomes. And so if your goal of it is just to have fun, that's what you should be more looking for instead of going into the intense ones being like, I'm going to try to make it fun. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And I've, I've just found throughout my, this whole experience, like this fitness, fitness background is that um, if I'm not having fun, then it's, I don't stick with it, you know? So like, I think that was like a really key thing. It's like, um, how do I make people not hate fitness? It's like, well, if they're having a good time, if it's a party, then they're going to want to come back. Yeah, I love that. So obviously, you know, you do your own workouts or you said that you still do CrossFit and all of that. How do you find your own motivations behind wanting to work out? That's a really good question because like after, and I'm, I'm sure you understand as an athlete, after a while, like you just like, you kind of get not bored. I don't want to say bored because it is it is always fun, but like you do lose a motiva motivation, especially if you're spending most of your day within that space. So like, if you're spending the day training other people, if you're spending the day teaching classes, if you're just like all about that life, like with work, right? Because if you're like, if you have a job uh, doing accounting, it's not going to be fun doing your own accounting, you know, because it's, because <laughs> it's just more work. So it's the same thing. It's like, I've, I've spent all day talking 
living, breathing fitness as work. And then when it comes to me, I kind of do lose a little bit of motivation. I actually use that as a tool to help guide other people. Cause it's like, I understand it's not always, you're not always going to want to work out. You're not always going to want to come out of the couch. And some, and you know, at this point, I've really tried to listen to my body. So if I do find myself like not wanting to move and like, I have to kind of take a step back, like, okay, what's going on? Um, am I going to get my period? Like, is it like all this stuff, you know, like I have to kind of take a step back, but, but how I do kind of just, I just know at this point, like once I get started, I know I'm going to feel really good afterwards. So that's kind of, that's kind of the mantra that I've been sticking with. It's like, once you get, just, just got to start, you just got to start moving. And then I've been trying other things. So I, I started jujitsu a few years ago. So that actually really helps. So I've been taking, like, I, I have a puppy, he, she's one. So we go on walks. So it's like finding other things that are different to really keep you moving and keep you interested in moving. And I mean, gosh, having a cattle dog will definitely like you're forced to like move or she'll just be a nightmare all day. So I'm like, okay, if I don't do this, she's going to be a nightmare. So I should go. (laughs) And then we both have a good time after. So, so yeah, just finding different ways to keep things interesting and new and learn and like learn new things and go outside. So I've, I've found I found that like not being in the gym for two or four hours is definitely a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So finding stuff outside the gym, too. And I like what you mentioned there. You're like, if anyone knows how to motivate themselves to get to the gym, not wanting to, it's the personal trainer who already is here 10 times a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like oh, the last thing I want to do. But there are some trainers that love it and like will live at the gym and We'll work out for, you know, uh, for a large chunk of time after they've coached and like more power to them, man. Like, I don't, I, that's just not me. (laughs) And I know that another thing that you kind of talk about a lot too, is this idea of like work-life balance. And so not only do you have work-life balance, but also like fitness balance. What are your views on that? Yeah, I don't believe in like a work-life balance. I feel like if you are... Like, I think where work-life balance comes comes into play is when people are so dedicated to their work that they start defining themselves through their work. So find, like, if you're finding your validation through your work, then I think that's a problem, you know, because work is kind of that thing that's always going to be there, but like life and family and who you are as a person, like that's, those are things that I feel like should you should find and feel confident in and not have to validate validate yourself through work because like if we learn anything through the pandemic like work can really be can be taken away from you quickly right and so then then you're left like okay well who am i if i'm not this boss bitch you know <laughs> like you're like who am i um so i think it's really important to not validate yourself through work and i think that's where when people justify work life balance it's like well i have i need work life balance because I need to um, step away from work. But the thing is, if you're kind of confident in who you are and know your boundaries and know who you are outside of work, then I feel like there's just no, you're just kind of, you're just kind of the same person. Like I'm the same person I am when I'm teaching, when I'm working, when I'm doing podcasts, I just kind of don't have that like filter, I guess, (laughs) but that's what makes me happy. So then I never really feel like, oh man, I need a break. 
because I'm always going to be myself. I just feel like there really isn't a thing, such thing as a work-life balance or there shouldn't be. That's just kind of my take. And I know some people do need that, but I just feel like if you validate yourself in other ways um, and not through work, then you're going to just be able to be yourself throughout throughout your, you know, your, your daily, your daily life. And then, then you won't feel so burnt out. Yeah. Did you find that that was hard to do? Because, you know, you're a trainer, an entrepreneur, and like that can definitely easily take over your life. So was that difficult for you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think it's difficult. Be- I think it's most difficult when you're having to like, put on a hat, take off a hat, put on a hat, take off a hat. Oh, I'm you know, uh, I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to, or I'm going to take that hat off. I'm going to be a, a, a leader and I'm going to take that hat off. I'm going to be a trainer, you know, like, oh, here I am with my in-laws. Like that's a different hat, you know, like it's, so it's, it got really exhausting. And as an entrepreneur, you don't have like a, like a regular schedule. Like, you know, today I'm doing a podcast, but tomorrow who knows what I'm going to do. Right. So, so it's difficult when you don't have this like regular routine either you know so yeah it was like very difficult to be like how do I find this this I don't want to use the word balance (laughs) how do I find this lifestyle (laughs) where where I can kind of be myself and not have to worry about like being somebody else or, or feeling burnt out and taking breaks when I need saying, saying that I need boundaries and not feeling like there's a repercussion for it. Yeah, it was very hard. But I think it, I think it's just really just taking a moment and a step back and being like, okay, well, what do I need? What do I need to succeed? What do I need to be happy? Um, And then working your way towards that. For me, it was like, I need to get my day started. You know, like I needed to do it. I need to do it by this, this time. And so it's okay. That's going to make me happy. So I'm going to kind of work my way towards that. I need to have a coffee break. Like I need coffee makes me happy. Like I'm going to, you know, and so, or, so it's just about like creating what you want and what you want, what makes you happy. And then just working your way very, like inch your way towards that. I'm still, I still work on it on a, on, on a daily basis, but yeah, it's very difficult because traditionally you're just taught, like, you have to be this person at work. You have to be this person in the gym. You have to be this person with your family. So I just, I think it's easier just to be one person. Yeah, that's so interesting because I've heard of, you know, like the wearing multiple hats. But to me, I've always thought of it as like different things I have to do, right? So like I have like my podcast hat and then I have my like author hat and I have my work hat. So I always thought of it as like different tasks, but how you kind of framed it was like, different personas of yourself and I guess that's kind of like you know how I found success too without even knowing it that way because instead of having to switch between hats it's like well I have a podcast and then we have this conversation and then I get fueled by it and motivated that I want to like go right and so then that helps me with my book and like to me it all seems related because you're right I'm not taking off different hats it's one persona yeah exactly exactly that's exactly it that's you're a much more succinct, succinct way of explaining it than I did. So, <laughs> but like taking on the persona, that's, I think that's what people do is that they take on that persona and then that creates that like, oh, I need to work because if I don't work, I don't feel important. You know, I, if I don't work, then I, I don't have a, a reason or a purpose. And it's like, no, no, like you can find purposes other, other ways too. You can find your reason in other things. And I think it's important. That's important. So that you don't like, again, work, it's great. Like, you know, if you love what you do, it's great, but you don't have to like make it who you are a hundred percent. 
because we're we're all just so multifaceted that there's no way that you can just define yourself as one thing. Yeah, I love that so much. And I know, you know, you like lead your own classes, you lead gym party, all of that. How did you kind of find your own voice as being a female leader? Yeah, that was really hard, too, because I've been and I something that I, I still try to work at. That was really tough because I was with a company and they it was like male dominated fitness company, you know, so it was like a very like bro type of environment. And for me at that time, I thought the right way to do it was like to be like one of them or to 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 please them and then do what what the leader the male leaders did and talk like the male leaders did and like um, work work so so hard so that they can see me and see that okay like they can validate me right as like a as an employee as like a girl that as a woman that's like okay yeah she's down so I spent five years kind of working that way. And um, I was like one of the few uh, female leaders in that company. So there was only a very a, a small handful of directors and stuff. So I was one of the few, maybe one of two. Then when it came time to ask for like a, a bump in salary, because it was like, okay, Janet, you take care of this. Janet, you take care of this. And it was great. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I could do it. I could do it all. I'm going to juggle everything because I can prove that I'm worthy of this position. And so when it came down to like the one more thing that they piled down, I was like, look, I <laughs> like this is like, uh, and this is before I, I even knew anything about work life balance or lack of, you know, this is before I had even that all those thoughts. So I was like, if we're going to do this, like, I need to get paid more I needed you know like like my male counterparts were getting way more than I was and I was doing double triple the work and this is not something that is new like this happens in every industry and it and it really hurt me it really they because they said no they're like well you just need to prove yourself and I was like what I've been doing that for five years (laughs) you know and so so then I walked away from that job a job that I loved I loved that job I loved the community I I I defined myself in that job. And I think this is kind of where all of this work-life balance doesn't exist comes from is because I found validation through that work. I found validation through success of that position. And when I decided to step away, I was so grateful that I was I decided to step away because I was like, you know, my self-worth is a lot is more than what they're giving me. And I just need it's a toxic environment. I need to step away. So when I decided to step away, I, I kind of went through this like oh my god what do I do now you know like what how can I possibly be anything now and so I didn't want to be in that position anymore where I again to find myself through work and I didn't want anybody else to feel this way I didn't want anybody else male or female but specifically female because at that time that's kind of the theme of what happened I didn't want that to happen to anybody else and so um, luckily, I have like just a really good, good family, you know, and so uh, I just kind of took a step back. I have great friends, great family. And so I was like, okay, I have to figure out who I am, and what I want to project. And so for me, it was just about being um, positive and really leading other women to kind of speak up for themselves and fight for themselves, even though it's really hard and really uncomfortable. And you question yourself all the time. Like, and I still do, like, I still question myself, like, was I, was I too mean? Was I too bitchy? Was I, did I say that right? You know, I always question myself, but at the end of the day, if you're, if your heart is, 
in a in a in a place where it's just there for compassion and i think that's i think that's my favorite word ever is like just showing comp- other people compassion i think that's what it that's what a real woman leader is all about is that the ability to show compassion speak speak towards that not just to other people but to yourself um i think that's where this that success can really lie yeah no i, I love that so much cuz i think you know part of the work life balance and wearing the multiple hats is when females feel like they can't be themselves at work, right? Because they aren't the leader, they don't have their voice. And so, you know, I think that's great advice in order to like have that compassion and trying to like, you know, be true to yourself and then also like happy with where you are at work instead of just, you know, being pushed around for too long till you kind of reach that breaking point. Exactly, exactly. Like had I spoke up and created boundaries, I think earlier, like maybe I would still be at that company, you know? But I'm I'm glad that happened, even though at the time it was like, you know, uh, just really depressing. <laughs> but but now I'm like, now it's like I can feel like I can I can go through anything, you know. Yeah, you can look back and be like, okay, I learned stuff from yeah. that. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Well, I've loved this whole conversation. Is there any one last piece of advice that you'd love to leave everyone with today? If you just have compassion for yourself and um, go easy on yourself. Think just start there, even no matter what you're doing, you know, it's no matter if you're starting a fitness program, if you're um, starting something new, a new job, or you're going to be a new parent, like I'm, I'm currently six and a half months pregnant right now. And it's like, I don't know what to expect. But I think just having a little bit of compassion, compassion for yourself, and going easy on yourself goes a long way, a long way. Yeah, I love that. And congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you uh, for joining us today. Where can people find you and your class and all of that? So uh, you can find me at gymparty.com and you can find the whole class schedule, all the information. Um, I'm on Instagram at Janet Navarrete. That's two R's and two T's. And then also at gymparty underscore. So come find me. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.